When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog again yeah. do, 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 do. we're hey, back everybody we're back what's up julie nothing tom how are you i'm good i'm just uh trying to beat the heat how are you doing that buddy put an ice big ice block on my head <laughs> um do you have one of those ice men come with the big pincers yeah no we have the ice man comes the rag man comes by it's cometh Cometh. The ragman cometh. The ice man cometh. The cum it's, rag guy cometh. He cometh too. Not as much fun when he comes by. No. You gotta be like, give me a heads up, bro. Yeah. Now he's uh horny. He's not so good. <laughs> um <laughs> he's good at what he does. Yeah. It's been an exciting week seeing all the people talk about the show and they like it. Yeah, and we have some great follow-up um, correspondences that we've gotten since we did the New York City draft, mm-hmm. and a couple of people are, are furious about omissions and other matters that um, are pertinent, and I also got, someone sent me um, an article about the bedbug-sniffing dog, Roscoe, who sure. I think was on the list, but nobody chose him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And he's retiring, which I hope just means he's retiring. I hope they're not like Roscoe went to a farm. I don't no, need that I right think... now in my life. No, Roscoe, they're probably, Roscoe's probably just um, stepping down. I, I, what I'm worried about is that there'll be something where it's just like, this is my last bed bug sniff, and tomorrow I retire, just like a cop movie. Right, like, like the last heist. Yeah, and Roscoe's just like one last job. One last job. Tomorrow's my retirement. Yeah, and then this one, then he f- discovers the the most bed bug ridden apartment in his life, and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, like he finds a mattress that like um, is an ant farm, but for bed bugs. Uh huh. Yeah, he finds the hive, and then. Uh, and then they start using it to spell out words to him, and he learned to read. Yeah, they'll say to Roscoe, like, we gave you all the clues. Mr. Roscoe. <laughs> you, Mr. Roscoe, you could have caught me. We gave, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> all the clues. And there was lots of, lots of 
O's because they don't know how to spell clues. Yeah, the bed bugs. You think a dog can't spell. Wait till you see bed bugs try to spell. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. It makes the Zodiac Killer look like he had beautiful penmanship. <laughs> like, like Roscoe, I figure when he would write out a thing, like the S would be backwards and there'd yes. be like a few spell, like a few like charming spelling mistakes. Yeah, and like but a shaky, bugs. a shaky line. Yeah. But bed bugs, you're just like, that's not even a letter. Like, this what is, is a, that? This is a disaster. But Roscoe, Roscoe is out on the farm, retired, relaxing, and then the case comes in, and he has to put that sniffer back on and come out of retirement. I'd like to apologize to the Zodiac Killer now, because I do think his penmanship was fine. That's not my beef with him. His penmanship? Yeah, his handwriting. Yeah, no, I I get it. He um, <laughs> penmanship is such a dorky way to say handwriting. Yeah, penman, like what? Oh, ahoy! Welcome to my penmanship. Ahoy! I'm the captain. Yeah, oh, we will be teaching the young ladies penmanship, cooking, and how to be a wife. Wifesmanship. Yeah, wife's here are the three things you'll learn at this academy. <laughs> right. And, Penmanship. And home ec. Yeah. Home. <laughs> wifesmanship. You will learn wifesmanship, pensmanship, and, and how to have a wap. <laughs> Brett, what's the what's the haps? Yeah, so uh we had a lot of listeners submit their New York City fantasy drafts on uh, Twitter, uh, and we got a lot of great submissions there. We got uh, a lot of abuse about Bugs Bunny, which I'm going to take in stride because I'm just using it to get people to buy Bugs Bunny stamps because I'm obsessed with the post office right now. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep making myself like I'll just keep taking it. You know what I mean? Sure. And I well, know I'm right. I know I'm right, but no, I'll just uh, say I'm not. If that makes you happy, I'll, t- uh-huh. I'll do it. I'll fall. No, I the- get it. I get it. I look and I agree with you ultimately. Bugs Bunny is from New York, but he moves around. He and he's made a life for himself in, on the West Side and he's happy. Or he goes wherever he goes to a rodeo, he goes to a baseball game, he goes yeah. to a haunted castle. Right, but he lives in Beverly Hills. Westwood? Sure. I think I think he goes back and forth. Palisades? I think like he, he goes from Canarsie. I think he's in Canarsie. Oh, Canarsie, my patoot. There, there was also some controversy uh, about uh, Julie choosing two uh, fictional characters. Thank Julie, you. I don't I just, know if you want to address that. <laughs> I want to say right off the bat, because Julie picked Cher's character from Moon Moonstruck and Kay from Men in Black. Anybody has a problem with that, you go jump in a lake. Wait, three, actually. And, and Travis, Travis Pickle. Pickle. <laughs> and, and Travis Pickle. Well, here's okay. the problem. So, wait, now okay. it's three. Well, okay, that's yeah. different. Yeah, no, that, I, you, my bad. <laughs> I guess I didn't learn the rules. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't learn the rules of the thing we set up 40 yeah. seconds before we, you mean those rules we came up with no, when as, I was, they, were, as I was, they were setting up their Zoom? I was re-listening to it, and you actually say that twice, that you can't pick more than, <laughs> I was like, oops. And I could double down, I could say, look, you know, what's her name, Loretta? She's real, mm-hmm. from Moonstruck. Sure. And I could say um, that K is probably real, but we all been zapped with the doodad. That's so right. So we can't remember. Yeah. We don't know. Just look on this thing here and flash. 
flashy, flashy. Yeah. Don't you wish you had one of those? I'd be doing it to myself all to day myself long. every morning. This is what I do. I brush my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd wash my hair. Uh-huh. I'd look in the mirror. I go bloop. <laughs> and then I'd wash my teeth. What I would do, I would actually put bristles on my flashy thing and then <laughs> brush my teeth and then just flash my face every time I went the other way. I would do it like 50 times, just You'd one never- toothbrush in. Tom Sharpling found dead in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, with weird flashy thing on the floor. <laughs> he brushed his teeth, his, his gums all yeah. fell off. Was that he in? He forgot the- to eat. Was that in Men in Black International? Did they have their flashy thing be a, a toothbrush also? They did, and then they flushed the toilet, and it went the other way around. Okay. It went so counterclockwise and up instead of down. Yeah, if it goes counterclockwise, how are we not worried the water's not going to come at us in a oh, train? It, like, it will. With 2020, yeah. I believe anything's possible. I know, and I was going to say that Travis Bickle is not fictional at this point either. Well, He's got my vote. What about Bickle Bickle 2020? What about an American Bickle? Is that anything? Is that anything? Oh my god, an American <laughs> Bickle. That would be <laughs> an American Bickle. I would Stay watch away that. away from me. An HBO Max presents an American Bickle. What else do we get, Brett, feedback-wise? People mad? Um, you know, not so much mad. They just had their own take on the draft. So here's a couple, um, here's a couple drafts, uh, submitted by John Zorn. What is John Zorn going to do for you? Well, look at, okay. So this person picked John Zorn, uh, experimental, uh, multi-instrumentalist John Zorn knitting Uh, factory, uh, fixture. Yes. This is a Uh, ditch trilogy on Twitter. This is a ditch trilogies draft. And Ditch Trilogy is a reference to uh, Neil Young's three back-to-back-to-back uh, depressing uh, <laughs> troubled albums. So I give I give Ditch Trilogy infinite props for that handle, first of all. But John Zorn, then Keith you Hernandez. Take away one of the props away for the John Zorn. What is John Zorn going to do on your fantasy team? You're going to want to jazz up Hanukkah? Well, he's good. Definitely, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to be like. What the problem with Hanukkah is it's not jazzy enough. Yeah. yeah. He's going to definitely get you out of the, he'll definitely get you out of the locker room with that terrible music. Like if he starts <laughs> playing, you'll be like, yeah, game time. Let's get out there and warm up. Like your team will spend more time on the court than any other team. <laughs> then he has Keith Hernandez, the uh, Mets all-star uh, first baseman. Okay. And who was uh, legendarily on Seinfeld. Okay. And uh, then Brother Theodore, we know him, sure. the great Brother Theodore. Sure. Patty Smith. Well, that's a great pick. That's a good one. And then the Cars for Kids radio jingle. Well, that's another thing that'll get you out of the locker room. What if John if you- Zorn played the Cars for Kids? <laughs> Just imagine that. that. I hope a that weird- you were going there. I hope that weird- you were going to say that. <laughs> An atonal now- klezmer well, version of the... All right. Here's now what we have to do is we have to open this up to the audience, which is to like make something that sounds like John Zorn doing a cover of the Cars for Kids radio oh, jingle. That. And we will judge which is the best one or which we, is the worst. Yeah. And I will say, you co- if you re- if you actually record this, you got to. 
we will take we will we will take care of you. We you but will take get ser- you will get something it for it. Seriously, take yes. it seriously because John yeah. Zorn would and I um this will cause instant seizures. Mm-hmm. People will don't listen to that episode in the car because you'll run your car off the road. So then who do we have here next? We have So uh at SC uh SC Sally uh said uh oh they had Roscoe the bedbug sniffing dog. Uh, as their number one retired playing Uh, golf amanda lapore amazing i love amanda lapore she's a natural beauty amy sedaris classic icon mc light amazing love her Mm -hmm. and brooks Heedley. don't know who that is is that brooks whelan was he on snl (laughs) brooks Heedley, featuring Musical guest Roscoe the bed bug sniffing dog. And your host Roscoe. The- <laughs> He's doing both. A Ros- so you're saying Roscoe is going to get into like Timberlake territory? He's he's yeah he's ready. I could picture Roscoe having a Chris Gaines type <laughs> character for for when he's the musical guest. Right, and he dresses up like a terrier or something. Like he puts a beard yeah. on. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, like you know, woof woof. Like he doesn't howl, but he was like, he and like he's harps a, a little. Yeah, and then the just so he comes out. Like, what if he just has like a hat and shades yeah. on when he comes yeah. out with the band? Right, and then he does characters and all the sketches. So in one, he yeah. plays like um, I don't know, like a golden retriever. He's like, oh, or oh, maybe on <laughs> update, just... he'd be like, and now for a. <laughs> Now for a, it's like a, a lot of people are talking about this postal service this thing. COVID, and uh, a lot of people someone, are talking about COVID. Yeah. And here to here to tell us more about it is a, a Labrador. A, a Labradoodle. And a they Labradoodle. Just like, and he like swings in on the. The chair slides, slides in. in chair, and, and it's goes, just Roscoe doing what he thinks a Labradoodle looks like. Wearing like a Sammy Hagar wig. <laughs> Being like, hey, everybody, so if you're like me, you're a big idiot. Yeah, because I'm a dumb Labradoodle, and Labradoodles are stupid. I'm into an American Bickle, by the way. That's all I can think about Okay, good. (laughs) Um, Then Arnold Bernold says AOC, which is a great one. Sure. Did you see the video, the, the Instagram story AOC put up that she's got an invisible retainer now? No, and she's on. Invi- she has Invisalign. She was just saying, "Hey, if uh, you wonder why I'm, uh, if I have a, like a lisp or or my gums look weird, I've I'm going back. I've got uh, invisible retainer in, and um, but then she kind of pointed out Republicans like to make fun of my teeth, but that's a class thing ultimately, and you don't make fun of somebody's teeth because it means they probably didn't have access to dental care. Right. So she's still my favorite. She's the best. Yeah. 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 She's Archie, such a star too. I know. Like that like, video of her with Jesus and Mero in the Bronx is just like that's that's so iconic. Yeah. That's the best. You get to see like. Especially when like women just go up to her and just like start crying and ask to hug her, like that's the best. Yeah, it, she's she's the greatest. And uh, Archie Bunker, okay. on the list. Jamie Buchanan, who's Jamie Buchanan? I don't know who that is. That's a Helen Hunt's character on Mad About You. <laughs> oh, how could I have not known that? I have to know 
that. <laughs> yeah. Jamie that Buchanan. Oh, you know, good old Jamie Buchanan. Now, Julie, here's a question for you. Do you okay. think there will ever be a Mad About You uh, reboot? I thought there already was. There was. I, I was trying to see if you, it was oh! so under the radar. It happened last year. I mean. Um, so after Jamie Buchanan, the iconic fictional character. Of course. Then there's uh, another iconic, uh, iconic fictional character, Pete Davidson. I'm surprised you didn't choose Pete Davidson for your team, Tom. I probably, I would have. I should have chosen Walt Frazier, as I said at the end of the episode. Walt Clyde Frazier was a mistake. And then I should have put Pete Davidson on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro Pete Davidson. I gotta say, I was I was not pro Pete You're... Davidson on SNL, but I like him in movies. No, oh, you bought what he was selling, and then um, Michael Alleg, who's a murderer. Yeah, I might not have Michael Alleg on a list. I don't know. I'm pretty confident that I I got Travis Bickle on my team. He can handle whoever's coming at him. I'm really not worried about Travis Bickle up against Michael Alleg. What about that as a as a movie like Bickle versus New... Alleg? Yeah, Bickle versus Alec, New York's worst. Cole, Bickle versus Alec, colon, New York's worst. Well, I mean, I do think that there's something to putting all of these teams together and doing like a new Warriors. Oh, that would be the greatest if these were all Warriors gangs. Yeah, like I think that, yeah, because there's also a world in which we have a gang that's just mayors. That's like the ghost of Ed Koch, that yeah. monster Giuliani. Mm-hmm. You know, Dinkins, Bloomberg, Dinkins, Fiorello LaGuardia says Brett. Yeah. yeah. We forgot to tell you that Brett's a major history nerd. Yes. Brett's kind of a history nerd. He's sort of a history buff. But you know what I'll say? What? Brett is unlike every other every other producer in this business. You hear the these these dolts talk on their show and the most the most cultured thing they can talk about is their level two uh, improv class they took. Yeah. Right. Most of them like some of them like start eating their fingers by mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just not sure. They thought they were like little little cocktail sausages. <laughs> I mean, I've done I've done podcasts. I've been guest on podcasts. And like it's really tough, like because you have to ask them in advance, like. Can I make eye contact with the producer? And like, if I do, what is he going to do? We should start telling people they can't look at us when we do the show. <laughs> like Ellen. Ellen. Like an Ellen kind of thing. Don't look at us. If you're on the Zoom, look away. You have to cock your head at a 45 degree angle. Because what if we had Brett start telling people like, hey, uh, thanks for doing the show. Don't look at Tom or Julie when you do it. If you're looking at the the Zoom, try to just angle your head slightly away so you they don't think you're making direct eye contact with them. But tell and, them that they both look great. Yeah, but compliment them constantly. On what they look like, even if you're not looking yeah. at them. Yeah. I could create a window on Zoom that's just like a target and just tell them to look at the... Oh, that's a good idea. You yeah. know, it would be, you know, it'd be fun if we do like an amalgam of like someone that's half, maybe it's like all three of us. If we, <laughs> yeah, if don't we, look at any of us, but like we have this one being that we've created and just uh -huh. look at it. Yeah. Look at this composite of the three of us. Um, and by the way, that is a composite. It's not, it's a still photo, but every once in a while the eyes move back and forth like a creepy painting. 
man. That's what I want. I want what, that would be painting? to me success. Success would be owning a home that would allow me to go behind a painting. <laughs> like that that is true success. Having a home that would be set up so that you could go sneakily behind a wall and then poke your eyes through the hole of a painting and this check very, out what's what. This is very doable to me. What I think is the epitome of wealth is hiring someone else to be the creepy eyes behind the painting. But you have to have the home, the wall. You have to be able to just like you can't. It's not like Put going it in into a the hallway. other room. Put it in a hallway. Drill yeah, holes and then mm-hmm. get some rube to stand in the hallway so you could do like something creepy to someone. Okay. Oh, and then I get someone else to watch and I kind of plant them there. Like No, we, no, I, no, no. You're <laughs> There's a painting, right? Yeah, there's a painting. Of you. Of you. Of me. Right. In the, in the hallway. No. Okay, there's a painting it's in, of me. It, it's in the library in the study. Okay, in the study, yes. And then on one side of the wall of the study where the painting is, on the other side is a hallway. Oh, so they, so but if somebody's coming down the hallway, they're going to see some creep that works for me on a step stool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking through the wall. Well, that's so, why you give them a cloak like the thing that you'd wear if you're taking someone's picture in olden times. Oh, and then I just tell everybody, "Oh, he's he's an old-timey photographer taking a picture of the wall very closely on a step stool. Don't mind him." Well, yeah, now that you're saying it like that, maybe we could just do that whole hallway in like black curtains and he can like stand behind the curtain yeah i i'm the more we talk about this i'm realizing we have we have beaten the technology of someone peeking their eyes through a painting technologically we have advanced past that so you're aspiring to something even creepier no i'm just saying i could buy a a 35 dollar camera on that I could set up in the room rather than have to go through all this trouble of paying an employee oh, to get on a step stool. I did that once and I just to see if like my cat went on the counter sometimes and he mm-hmm. didn't. So <laughs> I you like, set I want my so, money back. So you set a camera up. Yeah. Trying to see if Jimmy Jazz would jump up on the counter when you were not home. Yeah. And then nothing happened and then well, you wanted I, your money back yeah <laughs> I, wanted, I was like you guaranteed me that my cat would go on the counter and they're like no we didn't yeah dear sirs this camera like one star review on amazon <laughs> from julie klausner this camera's like a piece of trash this camera's a piece of garbage I tried to watch my cat when i wasn't home he never went on the counter once do not buy but do you know what you should write a good review of? Double threat? Yes, of today's episode, which features Bob the Drag Queen. So we have a very exciting guest this week, Bob the Drag Queen, who is amazing and so cool and so talented. And Bob is on this show called We're Here, and it's so great. And I'm such a fan of his, and I recommend going online and watching um just just type his name into youtube and just have a nice afternoon that's my advice so we have him here and um it's very exciting yeah it was a really fun it was a fun episode we've got more great guests coming up oh my goodness if you knew who we had 
in the pipeline. Ay, ay, ay. You wouldn't kill yourself right now. No. <laughs> You'd wait until the holidays. You'd say, putting that on ice for another month. Double Threat's got some pretty sweet guests coming up. Absolutely. So keep listening and get ready for today's show with Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank they're you. Here, they're, thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a, a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live at the podcast app of your choice. Bum, 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 bum. I love Vic and Doug and I love drinking my wine. We are back and we have such an exciting guest. We are thrilled to have him here. Bob the Drag Queen is here. Hello, Bob. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. Tom, do you know that this is the season eight winner of RuPaul's Drag Race on top of the fact that he is the star of the newly renewed, by the way, congratulations, we're here and Emmy nominated. Thank you. you. And I tweeted you that I... uh, cry i never expect to cry and yet i cry every episode yeah it'll because it's it's, it is a feel-good show but it also is um an emotional show as well ron do you watch rupaul's drag race tom i said ron ron no i am tom call him ron call him (laughs) no here's the thing i put on zoom (laughs) when zoom started when the quarantine when we thought it was going to be two weeks long i thought it would be funny to put Ron as my name on Zoom. And apparently since the quarantine's never going away, I am now haunted by it resets to Ron every time. And then people see Ron show up and they're like, hey, Ron, what's up? And I'm like, it's Tom. And I need to, I forgot to change it. And I'm haunted by this. My own Attempt at a little joke now has it bites me every single time I go on Zoom. Well, right now on the screen, it does say Tom. Yes, it's back to Tom. So, Bob, you are uh, so many things. You are uh, a performer and an activist and a a writer, but you're also a podcaster. Is this true or false, Bob? So Tom and I are also podcasters, and we thought we do this segment on our show called Podcast Rescue. And we thought it might be fun for the three of us as experts to, well, we wanted to recruit you as a you know, contemporary and as a peer expert. And this is basically a segment where we listen to a podcast together and we just sort of tell them what they're doing wrong. Oh, okay. We, we fix it. <laughs> like, like the show Bar Rescue where that meathead rolls in and it's just like, Change the yeah. signs and the thing. But some, uh, have you heard of uh, Ikea? Well, get oh. a couple stools. Of course, yeah. my gay reference would be Tabitha Salon Takeover. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, what is it? I'm tough, I'm talented, and I'm taking over. Yeah, it, this this ball you have is absolutely trash, and I'm going to take it's it terrible. over. It's terrible. No one would want to get waxed with this wax. Have you seen it? There's hair in it. 
Yeah, this I is love disgusting. Tabitha. Tabitha Salon Takeover is Tabitha reminds me of the mean lady from The Weakest Link. Yes, yes, right. But the the guy, right, the woman who would just be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking like, I'm not gonna step on your balls. You're disgusting. Like it's feel like the dominatrix that's like, mm-hmm. no, you're sick, and you're like, I'm paying even more for this. Now I don't know how great my expertise will be. Uh, if you ever listen to my podcast, it's mostly just me and my best friend arguing for, for like an hour. So let's see how good I am at uh, helping. I'm like, more arguing, argue more, hate each other more. Hit her, hit her. Pull her hair. Yeah. I also do want to recommend for anybody, if you want to burn time on the internet, look at Bar Rescue. Look up how many times the show fails and that the bar goes back to what it used to be six weeks after they finally tried to change the name of it and all the stuff. And it's like a ninety percent of the time the bar either just goes out of business or they just throw everything out that they suggested on the show and just go back to the way it used to be. So, it so is basically they're pro- just ruining bars. Yes, they're basically taking business. They're basically bankrupting people and. Uh, and giving them stuff and saying, can you throw this away for me? Yeah. And then they'll just be like, you need a karaoke machine in here. And then you read about it. And then they, it's like the producers will be like, the people will be like, yeah, the producers took the karaoke machine back like four days later, oh like after Listening, we stopped filming. People, bar patrons do not like for their bars to change. They hate it. No, they that's really the whole point. Hate, of- I've worked in bars most of my adult career. And, um, there's one bar that I worked at that would uh, remodel the stage, just the stage, every like year and a half. And the patrons would just get so up in arms and they're like, stop changing our bar. They're like uh, bar, bar, regu- bar regulars are like cats. And if you move a house plant, they're going to pee in your bed. Yeah, they're going to. Yeah. The, and the patrons are going to come to your house and pee all over your bed or just bankrupt your bar and take back their karaoke machine. Yeah, it's like you don't go to they If you went to Cheers and then suddenly they go in and they have a karaoke machine in the middle of Cheers, they wouldn't yeah. have wanted that. Look, I don't watch Cheers, but I'm assuming there was no karaoke machine there. Speak for yourself. I love karaoke. I personally would love oh. to get. Yeah, up but if you, go, top, into, oh if you go into Cheers and it's Carla and it's Cliff Clavin and they're going, we could build this thing together, stand and start forever. I would, I would sing along. Go, nope. Oh. I'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, sign me up. I'm doing Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band oh. next. Oh, and I'm going to look at yeah. Kirstie Alley and say, I would like for you to do Baby Got Back. What would Ted Danson do? He'd probably do like a Neil Diamond song. I was going to say, simply the best. Yeah, I think he would do like a talk sing, a talk sing kind of thing. Do you all remember a couple of years ago when Ted Danson did blackface at um, at an event when he was when he was dating Fire Club? Yeah, yeah. And it became a whole. I think I always think about that. I don't know why, but I think about it all the time. He didn't get canceled though. He's still working. Well, I think it was long enough ago. Maybe because he maybe because he had Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Being like it was okay. I don't know, but it was And I she said she said back off. He's with me. She was very vocal about like Weren't they dating for a while? They were. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me like him so much. I mean, I always liked him, but that made me really like him. Well, I don't know if the Not black face made me like him. I, I, no, I, I'm going to say the black. No, no, no. Dating Whoopi <laughs> did. Hold on. You, All right, Julie. I'd like Julie. to say on the record. No, 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 That's no, a wrap like on to, Julie. No. Thanks for, thanks for your service. You know, 
<laughs> so just to be clear, you were saying him dating Whoopi made you like him. Yes. There we go. All right. Okay. What to make sure on the same page. Page 13, second paragraph, third sentence. Got it. <laughs> Are you the lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> um, that'd be a good character, like cancellation lawyer, to defend like <laughs> people that have been canceled. I don't know. I'm at the point in quarantine where I can't tell if ideas are good or not. But I will say I did not go to the store for a Charleston chew at one in the morning last night. And I want applause. For that. Yeah, no, that's well, a I mean, that does have a run of applause. I've stopped going to the. Uh, so my bodega has started selling these things called wrap snacks. Wrap snacks are these. It's a brand of potato chips. But each each like brand of chips mm-hmm. is like sponsored by like a wrapper. Anyway, Cardi B has some cheddar barbecue wrap snacks that are so good. I've been eating them by the pound. Um, (laughs) But lately, but I only get a craving late at night. But my bodega stopped. Oh, my bodega is not 24 hours anymore during quarantine. It now closed at midnight. So my bodega closing at midnight has been the best thing to happen to me to stop eating wrap snacks. I thought you were going to say, so you got to get there early to stock up so you can last through the night. Well, that's because you're a planner, Julie. I am a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of girl. I I would actually claim that I was if, – if a place closed and I couldn't eat the snacks, I, I would I would check that off as, like, I am exercising. Like, <laughs> yeah, there I'm it taking, is. I like, am, like, I'm working out these days. Oh, really? What I'm, are you doing? Well, I don't eat snacks past the time because they won't sell them to me. I'm like basically Billy Blanks. I'm basically <laughs> Billy Blanks at this point. Like, I'm going to start my own Tybo channel at this point. Now, I'm just, now, by the way, this has just fueled me to go get some wrap snacks. Uh, You're hungry this. for them. You've been thinking about them, haven't you? I've debated going online to see if they have wrap snacks I can have delivered to my home. That's how good they are. What are the other flavors? And who are the other wrappers? I don't even look at them. I don't even look at them. It's only Cardi B. I only bought them because they were ridiculous. I was mm-hmm. like, Cardi B has chips. Okay. And then I ate them and I was like, these are my new favorite <laughs> chips. It's like, well, Cardi, I guess I'll Cardi. try one ironically. And then it's like, oh no. Like, how strongly do you all feel about chips? I really love chips. It's I probably really my, like chips. They're like my top two favorite snacks, chips and gummies. And I really love munchos. Munchos are great chips. Um, cheddar jalapeno Cheetos are really amazing chips. Um, of course, classic cheddar and sour cream ruffles are amazing. I could t- I love chips so much. We could be here talking for a long time about chips. What do you think about salt and vinegar? Oh, so, okay. Salt and vinegar is fine. But as long as you don't mind your tongue being completely abrased off after a certain, like after a while, it gets too much. Here are the wrap snacks. Zoom in on Cardi B. The cheddar y- y- barbecue. Zoom oh, in on has- her. Well, she, she has, has a other popcorn. flavors too. Oh no, this Honey is dri- a lot of. Oh, I haven't seen all. My bodega only sells the cheddar barbecue. Well, look at this. There's a jerk barbecue wavy potato chip. There's oh, a star- honey drip I'm butter st- popcorn. I'm starving. I'm starving now. This is all I want to uh, do. I want wrap snacks. Get these off the screen. I'm gonna just. I'm try starving. To eat I would. I'm gonna destroy. Like I'll take a. I have dry cereal. I'll put salt on it or something. Bob, have you ever had know. an all-dressed chip? Have you ever had a, a Lay's all-dressed? Tom, you Which think is... you started eating chips yesterday? Of course I've had an all-dressed <laughs> okay. chip. Well, it's a Canadian thing that rarely makes it to the U.S. Are you Canadian? 
No, I'm not. But when you when I would go to Toronto and it'd be people would be just like, you have to try these all dressed chips. This is we have this here and you don't have this in America. And I would what do they have like, you eat the ketchup chips too? They had ketchup chips, yeah. But the ketchup all chips are were the really thing they were re- big part of being Canadian. Well, and anyone wondering, ketchup chips taste like salt and vinegar with a little bit of tomato with a little bit of ketchup yeah. and like a little sweetness. Yeah, and and all dressed are fine. I mean, I love. Uh, you ever had voodoo chips? No, no. Are they spicy? They like I Cajun? mean, there's no. There, it's like uh, the idea is like it's all the flavors mixed into this one. It's kind of like all dressed. They're really delicious. I'm also into um, Andy Cap's hot fries. I mean, I could literally. We don't want to turn this yeah, into the chip podcast, but I really no. Love we can. Chips. We can. Look, we, I, it's up I to us. Like it's up to us, and we can if we want to, and we might want chip to. rescue. I'm here to let people stop people from eating shitty chips. So all <laughs> dress means everything that's left over in the factory, right? Exactly. They just poured all of it on top of whatever powders they have left. They clean out they the just, machine. Yeah, and, and, and that's and, when but they the front the of the bag dress. it doesn't look all dressed. It's actually a really plain. For all dressed, I'd imagine it to be really spiffy, a really spiffy like display on the front of the bag. But it does it doesn't look appetizing. But they are pretty good. Yeah, no, it's the everything bagel of chips, and the voodoo chips are by Zap Z A P P S Zaps. Like, yeah, Zaps also does pickle chips, right? Yes, pickle flavor. Yes. I've been eating really good for the past like couple of days too. Yeah, not so, today. Like, I don't know not today. what my problem is. No, the second you hit stop record on this thing, you're gonna be shoving, I'm gonna you know, unhinging oh your my jaw. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Click my jaw down like a insect. I'll just yeah. I'm gonna full on. I'm a full on anaconda in like like when the anaconda ate uh who in the movie anaconda who did the anaconda eat? It was gonna eat. He was gonna stab Jennifer Lopez. And then yep. the anaconda ate him right when he was going to stab J-Lo. He's a famous actor. I can't remember who it is. Is it John, John Voight? John Voight. That's what it was, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the most. I'm never rooted for an anaconda more than I have now knowing they eat John Voight. Yeah, it was pretty great. It's a great. It, it, it's, you know, I take it. It was not a great movie. But at the time, when I was younger, I remember thinking to myself, wow, anaconda really is. This is the ET of my a film time. For our, a film for our time. I was going to I was this like, is this is going to launch a new thing. This is going to be like Star Wars. Watch. I can't wait for Anaconda, uh, you know, episode four. Yeah. The prequels, <laughs> the Anaconda prequels, where it was just a small Anaconda. And then the, the second one's called And Aconda. Get it? Because you're adding on. That. And then there's a female named Anaconda. Who's like yeah, crazy. Anaconda. Don't forget about her. Yeah. With and then, like and a then not your uncle, mark. but your aunt, Aconda. Oh! Mm-hmm. And then you have and then you have the black version, the Wakanda Anaconda. The, the one... The, the... <laughs> and Shakira does this song for some reason, and you're like, how can she... Why does she do that? Obviously, she would. Obviously. <laughs> do you remember when Shakira had a song called Africa? And I was like... Yes, that's what I was thinking of, the Waka Waka one. And you're like, wait a minute. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, and, okay. at the end, and at the end, she's like, we're all African. I was like, yeah, but I'm a little more African than you. <laughs> Apparently in the original um, Star Wars, James Earl Jones was not credited in the original. Isn't that crazy? That, that's unbelievable. He didn't there's also be? a rumor. I don't know how true this is. There's a rumor that the guy playing Darth Vader thought they were using his voice. Yes, I've, I've heard that. And he was like some basically like a really tall British like farmer guy who had like a thick 
northern British accent, and he thought he was going to be Darth Vader with some, oh, go, go get the, you know, let's go, oh, stop the. My word, Luke, I am your father by George. <laughs> oh, fancy a cup of tea. Hey, Oi. love, the sheep are. Oh, let the, the dark side lead you, my word, Lucas. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like he was acting up a storm, and then everybody else is, has like that knowing thing where they're just like, he doesn't know we're not using his voice. Yeah, his his oh, mic's no, not this on. Is, this sucks. Like, did you did you get that, or should I do it again? No, we got what, it. Uh, you know what we got? Take? Yeah, ro- keep rolling. Check the game. Sure. Yeah. Yo, yeah, the, I, I'll have you know your powers are no match for mine. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like, just wave your arms around a whole lot and. <laughs> Sell it. Just sell it a little more physically. Don't worry about the words so much. <laughs> he, Are you like, sure? Because like, I'd like I, to try that again. He's like, guys, I was fully coughing during that take. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> exactly. I, I coughed like five times. No, no, no. It oh, we adds. like that. That's a yeah. good character choice. He's because sick. Darth Vader, like his it. face is all fucked up and he's sick. It, it yeah. shows. Trust it's me. Perfect. It's a really good oh, choice. You're, we love wow, it. you're talented. You nailed it. I didn't say anything that last time. Perfect. Didn't, you didn't have to. Moving you didn't on. have to. That was a great choice. But the silence yeah. of Darth Vader, he's so disappointed in Luke and the dark side that he chose to be quiet. <laughs> he gave yeah. his son the cold, the silent treatment. Is there anything more evil? And his name's like Nigel or something. What was Oi. his name? Nigel. Brett knows. Brett's a huge Star Wars fan. What was his name, Brett? Oh, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up, though. That's all right. Don't worry. No, please we don't. Truly, no, that's actually yeah, okay. Yeah, don't bore us, Brett. Brett. stop it. Brett, please Come on, stop. Brett. Come on, Brett. Oh, please. All right, I found it if you want to know. No. What is it? David Prowse. David Prowse. Very British. Oh, David or Damien? David. Uh, David, David Prowse, uh, a retired English bodybuilder and uh, character, oh! character actor. Oh, Didn't even get to show off the body. I'm bigger yeah. than ever. I feel powerful i've been working on me traps and then it's just like well put this giant costume on all right buried underneath this curtain with a helmet on it's like is it gonna be skin tight or not and he's like no it's gonna be really loose i bought me back i've been working on me back yeah we're gonna put a cape (laughs) on you you know me fucking neck is stoked oh yeah your helmet's gonna go all the way down (laughs) to your shoulders Yeah. Well, how about these big fucking strong ass? Now we're going to put like dishwashing gloves on you. Yeah. All right. Well, me calves are looking great. Oh, no. Boots. Yeah. And well, at least I got case. this strong voice. Yes. Your voice. <laughs> That's what we'll feature. David, yeah. you're doing if they, great. If they could have had that be like a marionette, they would have done that. Like if they could have just had strings above, but they had to have a human in there. So they're like, well, fine. Get this body thing, when you watch those shows like uh, Sesame Street and um, all the people who are doing the lo- oh this, there he is oh he's <laughs> oh he's, oh, he's got his neck like a pit bull um, I didn't need to see that when, whenever that you was. whenever you see shows like Sesame Street people like Big Bird or like My Little Pony Live where there are these ponies they're always bodybuilders because the costumes are just so heavy yeah. That's funny. So they have to like when when I went to audition for Sesame Street Live, you walk into I was in this big arena, and then all of the large puppets are hanging from the ceiling. So they look terrifying. They're just kind of like hanging like these carcasses, like like snuffleupagus. Uh, There's a trash can. 
um, for Oscar. Big birds hanging from the ceiling. They're all just like hanging dead. It's like they've all been executed. Yeah, like some hunters, uh, like they're like their their hunting room. Like they, they, uh, they've been skinned already. They're just being. Oh, I would love to have a plaque on the wall with a big bird head on it. They might be really cool. Well, it would make sense because they never gave you the part. So that's your version of like, yeah, I hunted her down. But also feel like if you did hunt down Big Bird and eat what was there, it would not taste good. It tastes like garbage. I mean, he lives in the city. Think about, would you want to eat a pigeon from the city? If if you knew a chicken you ate was grown on a rooftop in Brooklyn, would you want to eat that sad crackhead chicken? Oh, this is is Fordham grown. uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have you know this chicken was raised right here in Bedford-Stuyvesant. And it actually was shipped on the seven train through <laughs> Queens. He's local. I mean, he's yeah. real local. Now, were, were we supposed to actually listen to a podcast and fix it? We, we will. Never- <laughs> we will. We will. We got distracted yeah. by chips and the rest is history. Okay, Brett, let's fix this podcast. All right. What have you got for us today? All right. So, uh, well, this- someone's going to have to fix this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That's I think. Brett. No, that's Brett. Just, that's Brett at plays, the edit. Brett. Yeah. Brett just starts playing what we just said twenty minutes ago. <laughs> we like, have to fix. Let's, it. let's fix wow. it. That girl should shut up. I don't know who she is. The uh, the podcast I got for you today is one that our listeners have been begging us to rescue uh, for a while now, and uh, it follows a trend that's been going on in podcasting lately of uh, stars of an old television show revisiting that television show. So you've seen it with uh, Entourage, Saved by the Bell. A lot of shows recently have podcasts that go back and go through the episodes with one of the stars. Uh, This podcast is called Talking Sopranos with uh, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa, who played uh, Christopher Malasanti and Bobby Bacala, respectively, on The Sopranos. I've never seen The Sopranos, but I am excited to listen to this podcast. All right, here we go. This is episode two of Talking Sopranos. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. How you doing, pal? I am doing okay. Under the circumstances. Was he in the not, not an easy Twin time, Peaks but, room? Uh, he okay, looks like... In the what? The Twin <laughs> Peaks. It looks like they're both on well, Twin uh, Peaks with that red Here curtain. we are. <laughs> the uh, second episode of The Sopranos called 46 Law, written by David Chase, directed by Dan Adius. And uh, now, this is the episode. So you shot the pilot. You came back Ugh. ten months later. He's already licked his this. lips. Ten yeah. months later, we came back. I think in June of nineteen ninety eight. Cares. Okay, Get so now the thing. when you got back, everybody was in a good mood, ready to go. Yeah, right after the Sopranos, remember. No, so we shot the pilot <laughs> August of. Uh, 97. So these are the real actors. They really talk like this. I thought it was an like an acting choice on the Sopranos. No, they're really meatheads. Um, Tom, you look like you're about to pass out. Yeah, because first of all, they're in front of this like red curtain, like the dream room uh with the little person in Twin Peaks is like, there will be a candy bar will come back that you like. In 20 years from now, like that room where everything was backwards, it looks like they're both recording in that room. And so what's the what's the slim guy's name? His name Michael is Imperioli. Yeah. Michael. Michael. Yes. And 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 the New York Yankees guy. Steve Sharippa. 
Steve. Yeah. This is how gay I am. I don't even. I don't even know. Michael and Steve. I'm going to call him Michael and Steve. I feel like Steve uh, should get some help with his camera angles. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. He is just hovering over this microphone. Also, yeah. maybe his lifestyle choices. But I, but I really into Michael's setup. I know you think it's little Twin Peaks. I think Michael's setup looks really great. I think his camera angle is good. Um, this looks like how um, Apple will be, will be doing their next product reveal, product launch. Ninety-seven Johnny V and I starred in a buddy comedy called On the Run. And uh, Sharon Angela was in it as well. Joe Genescoli. And that was also cast by Sheila Jaffe and George Ann Walken. It's way too so much background. And we, did, uh, and we did the Matt Witness to the Mob with uh-huh. Sirico and Vinny. And, uh, so you were working. We were working, yeah. You were working. Then, and then you we got the go-ahead Christmas. Yeah, which you was got great. back to work. Now, how many days at the beginning, if you remember, how many day episodes were there? Do you know? Okay, I got to say, I really love Steve's voice. This is a voice that has so much character to it. I mean, how many days? His accent is so thick. It sounds like like a character study. Yeah, he's kind of like if if like a New York Yankees shirt got hit by lightning and a person grew out of it it is like that is who steve sharippa is i get the feeling that michael's a little bit more sensitive than steve is michael seems a little more in touch with his feminine side and um steve seems like he um is a bit of a bully but i'm not mad at it i mean i know at the end and i know when i came on i think it was nine and then it was 11 and so oh no so it's more than nine it was it was always more than nine i think it was for some reason i think it was 15 from the beginning i could be wrong no? oh i don't this think it was so boring no? can we pause it please but don't Fred, forget can you pause it i'm gonna go ahead and give the this note is important don't talk about numbers don't go back and forth about what year and how many episodes and what you were doing before you shot that like just get to the episode I would say maybe make this uh, bear in mind that people are watching you have this conversation. So it's <laughs> yes. not, you don't get to have all the mundaneness that you have when talking to your friends on the phone. When you're on a podcast, you still have to be a little bit entertaining. And there is a, a feeling that these two don't really want to do this. Like it feels like <laughs> oh. in the first episode, they were like, this will be so fun. I haven't watched Sopranos in forever. And now they're like, why did I say I was going to do this? There's like so many seasons of this shitty show. Now I have to fucking do it. Yeah, they. you end up doing this podcast. You don't want go to this podcast. You find yourself, well, I don't know. What else am I going to do? I guess we'll talk about me and Steve can talk about the Sopranos episode by episode. Like I have a feeling if we skip 10 episodes in, the energy really drops. The camera's tilted <laughs> over this. on its side. Yeah. This is like the high point. So in other yeah. words, because this is yeah. only episode two, right? The camera's yeah. tilted on its side at this point. Steve gets up and just uses the bathroom right in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah. Comes back, misses five minutes of you monologue hear a, you, by Michael. You hear a, yeah. Also, you hear a flush. He doesn't even yeah. mute it. Yeah. You hear him in the middle going, uh, like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign for it. No, it's not mine. No, it's my my wife orders these. I don't know what they are. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to sign? Yeah, I'll sign. 
And Mike's like, we're discussing the scene where you gave the blowjob in the car. Can you please pay attention? Maybe we should skip to 20 yeah, minutes into so, this podcast. Uh, yeah. Whoa. That's yeah. actually the... <laughs> Bob, Bob, that's that's uh, like really uh, pressing that you said that because they 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 start talking read, about you may have they start talking about the episode at the twenty one minute mark. So that's uh, uh, <laughs> I can only also, imagine what the next eighteen minutes of the if they don't what are they filling the next eighteen minutes with for them to not be talking about the episode? Like, oh, what was whatever. the craft service like that day? You remember? I think they had. Uh, they had a chicken thing and then a fish thing also. Tom, you're literally 100% accurate on that. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Tom is 100% accurate. They talk about <gasps> they talk about how a read through works for about four minutes, and then uh-huh. uh, and then they talk about the craft services for for Stop a good it. three four no, minutes. Yeah. That is now, we need, now, that we, they had, now we need to see had, this. They had lobster and steak, and I said surf and turf right here. Yeah. And I said this is a show I could do for the rest of my life. Yeah, I almost I, did. I almost did. I was going to go back up, and then I realized not everybody would might get some of the lobster, so I figured I'd just but wait. The good news is then the desserts came out. And I'll tell you, some people don't like sponge cake. They are wrong. <laughs> and they always got it. Either, it's either lemonade or iced tea in the thing. What is, they got a giant jug of lemonade. And a giant chunk of iced tea, so I made an Arnold Palmer. I did a little <laughs> bit of both. <laughs> Great story, guys. To network TV, which uh, an episode is 41, 42 minutes, because of the commercials. This uh, again, was a with solid the hour. Yeah. Sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. So fucking, it's fucking like shooting man. a half a movie. What is this? Every uh, week. Matt Solar Zeitz that is here know. telling that me about how a TV a show works. Animal. It looks like a film. It was shot on film. Yeah. Now a lot of most most uh, most everything is this done digitally. This podcast right, is literally watching your dad talk to his friend, and you don't care about like <laughs> this is literally watching your dad, who you think is the most boring person in the world, talking to his friend, who you are almost positive is the second most boring person in the world. And they're choosing to talk about the most boring thing in the world. Well, it yeah. should be called Dad's Friend is Over. Yeah. Yeah, Dad's- that that makes more sense. <laughs> it's one of those conversations where you overhear it and then you come away thinking a little bit l- less of your parent. You're just like, <laughs> I think my dad is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was talking to Michael today, and I remember, like, because I take the, uh, I take the four fifty two to work, but he, he likes to take the six oh three. But the actual, what you don't realize is, if you, um, if you take the path train, you actually will save yourself about ten minutes. Now, ten minutes a day, uh, five days a week, <laughs> you're looking at fifty minutes. That's almost an hour. Round it up to an hour. That's going to be. Uh, Four hours a month at a year times four. You're really saving yourself about 48 hours a year. Of course, they're not consecutive. But what are you going to do with these extra two days at the end of the year? Now, that's when I decided. I take the past train. I add a two-day vacation because I deserve it. (laughs) That is what this is. Yeah, this is... 
way too much. I have come very close to this being my life. Now, are we going to listen to this entire podcast? No, no, we're going to move. We're going to move through it. We're bouncing around. It's a nice scene where he's very good actor. Yeah. And a great writer. Um, Okay. So, so here we go. So it opens up. We told you all about Wait, wait, pause. What's uh, the timestamp? 2146. He, at 21 minutes, he goes, here we go. And here we go. All All right. right. I don't think I don't think they knew what happened before this was recorded. Or they don't I, know about editing yet. For all the talk they know about television production and the like, they should know that editing can be used for this also. I think there's a chance that they thought to themselves, oh, the guy who does is gonna start it at right when we start talking. Yeah. Either that or it's that actor thing where like everything we say is fascinating. It's interesting. It's behind the scenes stuff. It's the stuff people really want to know about. It's like, no, I just want to hear you but talk from, about the TV show. But that's the but that's the thing too about these actors revisit episodes thing is is that they're all revisiting them from the point of view of an actor. And actors are thinking about the food and they're thinking <laughs> about what you know, like the fun they had on set or didn't, or things they were doing before, and they have their own perspective on it. But it's not like you're talking to the writers and creators that have a different insight into it. So it really is yeah. like you're listening to someone who had a more passive experience, I should say. Yeah, they're, they're sure. thinking about their lines. Like there's never been an actor yeah. in a million years that any show I've ever worked on with a thing. No actor has ever said like, hey, can I talk to you about the thing? And said like, I think I should have less lines for my (laughs) character. Or, hey. I'm realizing this too. In defense of what they've done, I think that we were talking about chips for 43 minutes. (laughs) So, Bob, what you're saying is, physician, heal thyself. To thine own self. Yeah. Maybe what, maybe Maybe what we don't like in this podcast is what we don't like in our own. Oh, this is, I have just been shook to the core on this. I am my own worst enemy. I am complaining about them. And what did I do? Talk for twice as long as they did about something that wasn't the matter at hand. I am no different than Michael Imperioli. I apologize to Steve Sharupa. Well, I am, and I'm not apologizing. Okay, all right. I have. I just call them Michael and Steve because I don't know these. I'm. They're very famous. My my lack of knowledge of them does not negate their intense fame, but I can only remember Michael and Steve. Sure. That would be enough for them. Also, they just want to know you know. At least you know those guys don't give a fuck if I know them. They're like this fucking fruit of the loom, fucking pansy. Drag queen. <laughs> I don't. I don't know Steve Sharupa. I know Michael Imperioli is actually a pretty like in reality. He, by all accounts, is a really good guy. Who like he he wrote a book last like a like a novel last year, and he goes. I mean, to, like, but it doesn't make you a nice guy. Hitler wrote a book. No, I don't I think writing book. a book makes and you nice. What a book! And, look, and what a book! I think Ann Coulter's written. I think Ann Coulter's written like thirteen books. He. Look, I didn't read Michael Imperioli's book, Mein Kampf 2. I didn't get a chance to read it yet. But everybody says it's pretty good and that he's a cool dude. 
I love the your barometer for what makes you nice. Like he's nice. He wrote a book. No, and people know. I he goes to like he goes to like shows and hangs out on the scene and is supposedly a decent guy. But I mean, again, Mike Pence went to Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Well, I can say this: the people performing in the like, shows that Michael so, Pirelli goes to are generally not stopping the show to try to protest him being in the building. I know that they're not. The band is not just suddenly like, hey, wait, Michael Imperioli's here. Let's stop and protest his existence for coming here. I know that's not like, happening. You're like, he's a good guy for proof. He engages in leisure activities. OK, uh-huh. so there's proof because he went to a show. OK, also, he wrote a book. I, well, I also uh, read I'll, online somewhere that he drinks lemonade. So you can't. You can't be mean and drink lemonade. I'll say this. If I hear that the indie rock show that Michael Imperioli goes to, he goes to see Guided by Voices, and they stop mid-show to protest <laughs> his presence, then uh, we are 100% on the same page with it. But Because nobody was like, ooh, Mike Pence is here tonight. This is exciting. What is doing Hamilton? They weren't just like, guys, we got to put on a... We gotta find an extra gear tonight. Mike Pence is here. Look, I'm not a fan. I'm gonna say it. I know it's a pretty bold stand. I'm not a fan. <laughs> it is a pretty popular opinion in, in America. It, it feel, it's also seems interesting to have this guy leading the country, and most people are like, "No thanks." Most yeah. of us are like, "Nah." But somehow, girl, I could talk about this all day. This and chips. Don't get me started. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you do, Bob, if there was a Donald Trump chip and it tasted just like the Cardi B chip, though? But what better. would you do? But, but, and but better. What would you if it was a little better than the Cardi B? Chip, and you're just like, I don't. This is the best fucking chip I ever had in my life. But oh, I would eat it on the package. I would eat it in private and I would never but, tell anyone. But I would, what if the but what if it was his chip so the money would go to the Trumps? You know what I mean? But they're really good. Okay, do the Cardi it's, B chips still exist? No. They no. those are gone. The only way you get them is that it has Donald Trump's face on the package. <laughs> and it's even better than the Cardi B chip. I don't like this game. I don't, you don't like, like the game because you know what the answer is. Because then, the answer is I would get in a costume <laughs> like the ninja when the Ninja Turtles would go. I don't know if you all ever watched Ninja Turtles. But when they went to the surface, they would wear these human being costumes with trench coats. <laughs> yeah. And I would sneak and buy these chips. Mm-hmm. But I would try what I would try. Well, actually, in all reality, what I would really probably do is not eat them because I got to say right now, I used to work at Chick-fil-A when I was in college. And let me tell you right now, Chick-fil-A is legitimately the best chicken sandwich that a fast food restaurant can make. And that's just what it is. But here I am not eating Chick-fil-A. We have like sure. four of them in New York City. I picture you, know you I mean? sneaking into the bodega with your with your Ninja Turtle costume on. <laughs> And then you have like a few bags of those and you have a couple other and you're like, oh, it gets this mouthwash and a toothbrush and uh, this little. And then again, they'll be like, hey, how much for these Donald Trump chips? 
I can't get a what, what's the price on these? This guy's buying like eight bags of Donald Trump chips. And then and then you drop everything and you scurry out. And I mean, then my coat falls off. My coat gets snagged yeah. on like a nail exactly. and it unravels. For some reason, I'm in full drag. And then someone right. goes, Bob. And then Julie yeah. there, she goes, Bob the drag queen? Yeah. I run. But, I make a, I run for it. But you're standing on my shoulders because yes. the two of us are in that trench coat. So it drops and I go, Bob the drag queen? And you're like, So then you, you bitch, run for the door. You I'm on your bitch. shoulders because I mean, I hit the threshold of the door up top, I <laughs> fall down. And then TMZ just has a heyday. Yeah. And this then Donald is the- Trump, you need to be at the Republican convention with the Trump chips. <laughs> right? I have a good answer to that dilemma. What's that? Fucking, fucking steal them. Well, that's true. There is that. You just well, listen, Trump if chips. Trump chips are like his vodka, his university, his steaks, yeah. uh, it will not taste good and no one yes. will buy it. When I These went are, yeah. years ago, I went to Atlantic City and ate at the bu- the buffet at his Taj Mahal casino. It was the most disgusting food I've ever had in my life, and it was like heat lamped hot dogs and just garbage. And the place was called the Sultan's Feast, like the most. <laughs> the most this is like, my favorite the food, like, the best food in the world. Yeah, but also. Donald Trump probably thought it was the he was probably like this is fit for a king. Yeah. He Donald Trump is the president of the United States and he eats McDonald's every day. So obviously he Heat lamp has hot a dogs are like yeah. his that's like that's like his, you know, caviar like oh, the Sultan's feast. I when I saw that I was like the only way this place is a Sultan's feast is if your dog's name is Sultan. <laughs> 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 because that is the only one that should be eating this garbage is a it is dog. The, it, it is it's the it's the insultant's feast. Like you're insulted that the, that, that this yeah. is a feast. The oh insultant feast. <laughs> it's like this is where we try to feed you dog food and see. Yeah, if you we, can try tell to, we try to we try to insult your intelligence. Come here, Sultan. I mean, Come also here, bear in mind that the um, just bear in mind that. Donald Trump lost money on a casino, yeah. and that how does a casino lose money? Yeah, everyone people, knows the house always wins. People show up with money, ready to hand it to them, saying like, "Hey, can just please take this money and give me some chips in exchange?" No, not talking about chips. Still, different chips. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> what if give like, me the Cardi B? Now, listen, if we yeah. were gambling and the stakes were set on Car- Cardi B's rap snacks. Well, I would take be. poker a lot more seriously. Yes, well, you'd also, you wouldn't gamble game. the chips. You'd exchange your money, you'd take the chips, and then you'd get the hell out of there. Yeah, you're playing exactly. no, I No, I guess, yeah. The dealer looks down, a- you've got a mouthful, of, there's no chips on the table, you're <laughs> chewing. Because it's like, they're good chips. You have to try them. If you can get your hands on, Brett, can you order wrap snacks and have them sent to both their houses? Listen, the Cheddar Barbecue Cardi B Send each one of them a pack of these delicious wrap snacks. And then you all will realize that I'm not just like, I'm. this isn't mania. <gasps> oh, it's I have now. an idea. You know what she should do is team up with Megan the Stallion and put out WAP snacks. WAP snacks. Now, do you know about WAP, Tom? I do. I was telling Julie, I've been waiting to watch the video because I wanted to watch it on a flat screen TV and not on a lowly laptop screen. 
I'd have been waiting for the right moment where I can watch it in its full glory. Oh, I'm waiting till it's available in movie theaters. <laughs> okay. I want to watch it. Yeah. I want to watch it in IMAX. It'll be Tenet. <laughs> You'll go see Tenet and WAP on the like a double a double feature. The thing about WAP, the best verse, in, the best lyric in WAP is when um, Cardi B says, I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swings at the back of my throat. That's one of the best lyrics. I, I believe she is the Maya Angelou of our generation. Now that's... <laughs> Meanwhile, Maya Angelou is like, I thought I was the Maya Angelou of your generation. Yeah. Well, she's dead now, so we need a new one. Uh, WAP sex. Up there are... with still... Up there with Still I Rise is yeah. WAP. <laughs> WAP snacks are all gushers like that. <laughs> remember oh. that candy gushers? Yeah. Do I what's remember sa- gushers? What's a savory version of gushers? You bite into a oh. WAP snack. It's it's like it's a bugle, but what's inside? What's inside? Gravy? No, Queso? You, I, think you, I think you know what's inside Queso? of a WAP snack, Julie. Do you know what WAP stands for? Yes. Yeah, then you know what's gushing out of a WAP Sounds, snack. Wow. Uh, prize. Listen, I'm here for it. I am here for it. I'd eat a WAP snack. What, what a pretty lady. Depending on who, I mean, depending on the WAP source, depending on the source of the WAP, it probably is great. Mm-hmm. Farm to table. This is locally sourced WAP snacks. What's in those roof tank, those rooftop water uh tank that those seem like that's like literally my nightmare would be to get pushed into the water that's in one of those oh you'll come out like the joker in batman (laughs) i was gonna say every water tower is filled with the chemicals that made the joke yeah Yeah. you're not gonna it's not gonna be pretty it's not gonna be pretty like wouldn't you be like man let's let our building burn rather than get that water on our stuff the fact that they call them water towers is the is the greatest. Well, trick if you the look closely, you have, you have to look really close, but they are in quotations. Okay, water. So water has like an asterisk next to it. Yeah. Or it's spelled like spelled like D. It's spelled like W U T R. It's like, oh no, yeah. I didn't say it was water. It's water. I just said water was a component in whatever is it, whatever yes. toxic sludge. Yeah, is water, in this tank. Water, water in liquid. there. Yeah. Oh, Bob. Yes. Do you have dear. anything? Do can can we promote something for you besides your amazing show? And what are you? Will you tell us what you have coming up? I mean, obviously, we're all in our apartments indefinitely, but can you tell us what you're working on so we could look forward to something? Of course, check your bodega for drag snacks. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, oh my god! That oh <laughs> oh now we have to talk about this. Now we have to talk about what yours would be, what Manila Luzon's would be. Well, mine would be a um, a cheddar jalapeno, like a, a ranch, something jalapeno, like ranch jalapeno, cheddar jalapeno. It's really the jalapeno is the underrated. Like also, this is I won't, this is my last thing. I do have to go soon. Can we talk about how hints of lime? It's not a hint. No, it's not it's, a hint. No, it's like. It's it's gonna stay in your mouth all day long. It's lime. Yeah. In fact, I think it's more lime than it is tortilla at this point. It is like hint of lime is like you know what's a hint? Uh, Lacroix. You ever had a La- Lacroix or whatever yeah. it's called? Yeah, yeah. That's a hint of whatever. 
These Tostitos, hint of lime, you're just fully biting into a crunchy flour lime. No, you would get less lime in your mouth if you bit a lime. Yeah, <laughs> like yes. an actual lime, you would taste less limey than these chips that are so over flavored. Scientists have shown that if you eat hints of lime, you're literally incapable of getting scurvy. That is how much lime is in hints <laughs> yeah. of lime. I feel if like only these pirates had hint of lime chips when they, they were sailing have, the high they seas. They would not even have a hint of scurvy. It's like saying, <laughs> can I have a hint? And then your 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 mom just gives you the answer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I um right now you go to bobatdragqueen.com. You can see all of my social uh, stuff. I'm doing stuff on my YouTube, of course, Sibling Rivalry Podcast. If you wanted the behind the scenes footage with videos, you can go to uh, our Patreon, which is uh, SiblingRivalryPodcast.com slash support. And I've, I've enjoyed my time with you all today. Well, this has been so much fun. I, and I want to do this every weekend. You bring the rap snacks and I'll bring the, uh, the absurdity. There's literally no way I'm not Deal. going to be oh. Sick to my stomach from eating chips already, two hours from now. The fact that I haven't already gotten up and, got, I mean, it's a tribute to both of you and, and, and to you, Brett, too, that I, how much I respect you. And well, to be fair, Julie, we have not seen your phone. We don't know that you haven't ordered them on, like, Grubhub or something. We don't know. Show us your phone. Hand, Come both clean. Both hands up here. Both hands up here. And I don't have Come Siri clean. or Alexa to talk to. Your floor is well, just I'm gonna covered in shit. Well, I'm going to diddly daddle. Thank you all for your time. This has been amazing. This we so love you, Bob. Fun. Thank you Thank so much you. for coming. And like I said, I'm I'm such a, you know, we just adore you. And you're so fucking great. And thank you so much for doing this. It was a blast. Of course. My pleasure. Mwah. Uh, I'm actually going to vote for any functioning adult 2020. Have you seen that bumper sticker? Any functioning adult 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I sell those. <laughs> People should go. And you give the money to Trump, right? Yes. Well, he's a functioning adult. He passed the cognitive test. Man, woman. What is it? Man, woman, camera. Ask when a man, woman, camera. <laughs> hey, look, we don't want to get political on this show. No, you don't know. You don't know which side it hangs. You with don't me know who Tom. we're voting for. You don't know who we're voting for. And you know why? Because we don't know who we're no, voting we'll for. No, we'll decide in the booth. Like we'll I do every time. in the time. booth like a I, normal person. I bring my notebook. That yeah. has all my thoughts in it. Into I bring the my booth. I bring my Ouija board. I bring a sandwich. I bring a sandwich, a Ouija board, and I have one of those. Um, a director chair. I bring that in. I just <laughs> plant it there. And I'm like, all right. And people just hear me from behind the curtain like, okay, let's figure this out now. <laughs> and then I bring my Trump, therapy. Trump, Trump. What's the deal with this guy? You bring your therapy snake. My therapy snakes? Snakes. I have multiple therapy snakes. <laughs> You're like Pee Wee at the end of. Where's my the therapy? Guys, I can't find all my therapy snakes. There's only 10 of them in here, and I brought 15 of them into the Wait, booth. Sir, There's five therapy a... snakes loose in the voting. Sir, this is an historic election. There's people lined up around. 
block because we're oh. afraid of the post office losing our votes. I'm fully aware of that, and I'm taking my <laughs> vote very seriously. So let me figure this out now. You've been in there Trump. for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This Trump guy, I don't know. People are just hearing it from behind the thing, and they're just getting so... Would that be... How long would it be before somebody stepped into the booth and dragged me out, like, by my hair and, like, beat the crap out of me in the street? If I'm just like, made you I eat don't your know. They made you eat your own therapy snakes. It's Trump, so he's a little bit of a, he's a rough customer sometimes with the language. <laughs> I don't know. And people are just hearing that from the thing, but I don't know about Biden either. I don't know about him. And then you see, like, underneath you, you see, like, a sam a sandwich wrapper drop to the floor because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're done. Yeah, I just crumple it up. <laughs> and it just falls. Now, let me figure this out. I Biden. I don't know about this guy either. <laughs> I, I don't know say, what I'm going to do. You know what's the worst idea ever is for Improv Everywhere to do, like, a voter, like, prank where they're like, I'm going to pretend I'm taking a shower. Yeah. They're just like, we... You look over and a guy's like in the singing in the rain. I'm singing in the rain. He brings like an actual like thing shower of water. Head. <laughs> uh-huh. like and you a- see him take his shoes and socks off and he's got like a rubber ducky or like some stupid shit. <laughs> There's just water running everywhere. He's got body wa- and also like he's totally naked. Yes. He's legitimately taking a shower in there. I would picture improv everywhere being like, and we decided to set up a fake voting place where we would prank people when they go to the thing and they came in and voted. And then when they went, a little smiley face popped up on the screen and said, you're awesome. And we made their days feel, we made their days better. It's like, no, I thought I was lining up to vote. Why did you do that? So do you think that, it's worse that people who are pranking other people are like, quote unquote, nice. Like that that's the Ellen of it all right now is that if you act like a dick and you prank people, that it's legit because you're being straightforward about your intentions. Like if you're doing jackass, everybody knows what page you're on. But the idea that it's like it's just, you know, and good fun is the part that's unacceptable. That's just in pranking in general. I think when people are uh, doing it with a smile and being like, Find this funny. This was funny. It's like, no, I'm upset now. No, yeah. it was funny. <laughs> it was good. Arguing, it was funny. You had fun with that. yourself into the laugh. Yeah. No, you had fun. I had fun. You had fun. It was funny. You liked being pranked. Why are you crying? Eat your own therapy snakes. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for listening to Double Threat. We'll be back next week. We are so excited that we're just getting started, and we want to thank Bob the Drag Queen, our our latest amazing guest, and um, ask you to submit stuff for us to talk about to doublethreatpod at gmail.com and follow us on all the socials at doublethreatpod and subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts. And keep listening and keep rocking. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram 
at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.